0: Welcome to our Killick Explains Finance podcast series. This first set of 10 podcasts introduces all the basic concepts of saving and investing. It's designed for novices and more experienced savers and investors alike, and it will hopefully be jargon-free and easy to listen to. If you'd like to see any of the videos that link to these podcasts, please go to killick.com forward slash learn. This week, how to buy shares, a quick snapshot. Let's take a look at Execution only, advisory services and discretionary management. Make sure we're clear on the differences and the pros and cons. So first of all, execution only or XO pretty much does what it says on the tin. That means you are giving instructions to a broker or investment manager and they are simply connecting you to the relevant buyers and sellers in the market. And that's called a stock market when you're dealing with shares. And that's really all they do for you so what does it mean it means basically the broker is acting just on instruction to buy or sell shares or bonds for argument's sake trades can be therefore done fully electronically and or over the phone and it's suitable for diy investors in other words you're not getting any help you're not getting advice in terms of the way your portfolio looks and the way it's managed and there are no add-on services available either should be the cheapest way to trade therefore it's fast for reasonably knowledgeable investors but let's face it not everyone wants to be by themselves and also not everyone wants to spend time investing so for people who want a bit of hand-holding we've got the advisory services coming up and for people who actually could do it themselves but don't want to have to we've got discretionary investment management more about those in just a moment so moving on what do advisory services look like well basically here you've got a broker or investment manager being paid essentially to offer usually two levels of service One advised dealing, one advised portfolio. Sound quite similar, what's the difference? Well, with advised dealing, you are making investment decisions with the help of an investment manager, but they are stock specific. So you're having a conversation about whether or not to buy BP, for argument's sake, or Amazon. right and that is the extent of the advice you're going to receive with advised dealing so you're not going to get help with portfolio construction or management so if as a result of making this deal you're going to end up with a portfolio that's hideously skewed towards certain sectors well that's on you if you like the investment manager is not there to correct that that means it's a bit more expensive than pure xo but not always as expensive as a full service discretionary management mandate for example now if you're thinking i'd like a bit more than that i'd like to be involved i'd like a bit more than that then advise portfolio gives you that because basically you are making investment decisions with the help of an investment manager the extent to which you make them and they make them is down to you to negotiate if you like stock specific and portfolio construction and management advice are both covered this time so you will get help with thematic investing you will get help with diversification by geography by sector and so on you will get tactical advice all of that good stuff and access to other relevant services such as tax planning okay so it's a much more comprehensive level of service for those people who want a level of involvement in the day-to-day running of the portfolio now there are people out there who will be thinking actually i don't for them a discretionary mandate could be the way forward because here what you're doing basically is handing over full discretion to a broker or investment manager they will take day-to-day decisions about what they move in and out of those stock specific decisions and also take responsibility for the overall construction and management of the portfolio so that can appeal to people who either don't have the time to run their own investment portfolio or do have the time but don't have the knowledge for argument's sake so what it is you're giving complete control over your investment portfolio to an investment manager. They will be taking the day-to-day decisions and then update, updating you on a regular basis about how your portfolio is doing through a portfolio valuation. Pros and cons, it's a lock-up and leave option. That's the good news. Many investors are thinking, I just don't want the hassle. I want to hand it all over to somebody else, give them the mandate. And that mandate can include you know, a preference for income, a preference for growth, and so on, but you're handing over the mandate. full portfolio construction and risk management is therefore the responsibility of the investment manager. And that makes it usually more expensive than, say, a pure exo service. Now, the final question I want to deal with is why do you want to run a portfolio at all, with or without the help of an investment manager, when you could just buy an off-the-shelf fund? It all depends. In summary, here are the key factors to consider. There's no right answer, so here's a menu of factors to consider. If you want an easy life, then an off-the-shelf fund will probably give that to you because you just buy units in a unit trust, shares in an investment trust company, run by a fund manager. However, that's not the full picture. If you want visibility about what's under the bonnet, what's going into that portfolio, then a portfolio that is managed for you or you manage yourself will give you that, much more than the fund. Flexibility is important to some people. They want to be able to invest tactically. They want to move in and out of certain geographies, in and out of certain currencies. They want to avoid certain sectors. If that's the case, then... Something which is a portfolio is much more easy to achieve that with than a standard fund, where you are basically dominated by the decisions of the fund manager. Efficiency, this is a, and it depends. If you've only got a small amount to invest, either lump sum or regular basis, then a fund will probably work out cheaper. For larger sums, the cost benefit needs to be weighed up more carefully. Other benefits, access, you can, with an advised relationship in particular, dip in to what's under the bonnet and change it. That's not really possible with a standard fund. Tax planning is easier with an open portfolio. That's in terms of uh, capital gains tax planning around the end of the tax year, for example. If it's an administration you're after, or you can the administration, then a standard fund will probably give you that benefit more readily. So there you have it, a quick snapshot there. Any questions, editor at killick.com, under watch related videos, please go to our library, killick.com forward slash learn. This podcast does not purport to explain all aspects of this topic in detail and Killick & Co. accepts no liability for any reliance placed or investment decisions made from it. Killick & Co. is a trading name of Killick & Co. LLP who are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Further details are available on our website, www.killick.com.